Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, all right, all right. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Keep texting us, uh, asking your thoughts. Oilers have had some challenges in the bottom six forward this year. Have been dramatically outscored. We know that in terms of the goal share. Uh, the team's played a little bit better 5v5, but hasn't been rewarded on the last three or four game homestand. And, and so the end results, um, there's some major heat on the text line today. Some individuals that didn't text at all for six weeks during a 16-5 and five start, may I add. Uh, but anyhow, and then there's lots of guys that are criticizing the team that text every day. So that's fair, too. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 7804960063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Japanese Village, open a survey to any one of their five Edmonton and area locations. Try the legendary Wagyu steak cooked right before your eyes. Reserve now at jvedmonton.ca. He was out with an upper body injury last week. He was fighting a head cold. No, he tested negative. Don't worry. But we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline. The River Cree Resort Casino slots now open 24-7. More chances to win. Excitement. Bet on it. We welcome back to the show from the Cult of Hockey. Hello, David Staples. How are you? Bob, I'm pretty good. I still have a bit of a hockey coach cold. Catch one every winter. Still have a bit of a cough, so excuse that. Uh, I have to cough now and then. But it's not as bad as last week when I literally couldn't talk for five seconds without breaking out in massive coughing fit so all right uh let's get to it here i'm gonna th- you're a big you called what did you call the line of nugent hopkins dry saddle and yamamoto you had a term for that line the dynamite line it's not been that dynamite this year has it you know what? it wasn't <laughs> it really that, hasn't it wasn't that dynamite last year either to be honest with no us. it wasn't you know they were put together sporadically last year so they never had a good run They've had a pretty good run this year, but, man, Nugent Hopkins has been underwhelming this year, um, especially as of late, especially not on the power play. And Yamamoto has uh, struggled uh, much of the year as well. Leon's been, uh, you know, fantastic. He's been, I I think he's been the best oiler. But uh, that line has not gotten it done. It's it's tough to see. It's tough to say because I had a lot of faith in that group of players. Um, But, uh, you know, they've stuck with it. and, And I don't know what's up with Nuge's game, but it just seems like certainly the results aren't there, and, you know, just the it's just, it just seems like both he and Yamamoto aren't digging in quite as much as in the past, I don't know if that's if that's accurate or if there's some physical issue with either of them, but that's that's how I see it. Alright, so I, I had a couple conversations this morning uh, around the league which, you know, I, and David, you know how I work, I rotate through and try to 
you know, get some different perspectives, and then I have my own thoughts, and and I and then I see it, and then I try to maybe apply some statistical logic to it as well to enhance it, just to cover things from multi, a multitude of perspectives. And somebody said to me, you know, I don't think you can trade for a third line center. Okay, they're, they're just like it's it's too really? hard to, too hard to trade for one. And somebody said to me, you have a guy that can play center behind McDavid and Drysaddle. So. Put Nugent Hopkins there as the idea. Is that what they're getting at? Yes. And they said, look, you know, think about the price point. The Tampa Bay was shelling out with Gord at five and a half. Now, Tampa Bay played loose in, with, with the rules, obviously, on the cap. Uh, St. Louis had Bozak there at $5 million a year when they won. Uh, we just had Brian Lawton on. Eller was $3.5 million. Pittsburgh had Benino there at one9 but that was on a pre-existing deal. And then ended up losing them uh, into free agency to Nashville. So, what are your thoughts? Do you, they've done it before where they've run McDavid, Drysaddle, and Nugent Hopkins. I know they did it during the 17-18 season because I was with the team when they did it. And they did it in Boston. And they had some success over the next few games. Uh, just to give the team a different look right now, How would you? what, would, what, what do you think? They did it in the 2017 playoffs, didn't they? They broke up McDavid and Drysaddle. Um, in the San Jose series, and they had Nuge with uh, Lucic and Eberle, and that line was a real letdown in the playoffs. Well, no, that was their that was their second line. The Lucic Nugent Hopkins Eberle line was the Oilers' second line down the stretch in the fi- right. in the final quarter, and they had. Uh, Maroon with McDavid and Drysaddle. Drysaddle playing right wing. That was their top line. Then what it ended up happening is the Lucic, Nugent Hopkins, and Everlay line went very quiet. Yeah. They moved Lucic off of that line and put Pouliot there for the final few games of the uh, Anaheim series. So Pouliot, because I know I've I brought Wasn't this. it Slepeshev, Bob? Wasn't it Slepeshev, Drysaddle? And Lucic. And Lucic. Yeah. yeah. And it was and- Maroon, uh, McDavid, and Kajula. Yeah, so so they they did the best they could, and they mixed and matched because because it wasn't working. So I'm not I like Nuge on the wing quite a bit. I think that's his best position. I'm not a huge fan of him at center. Um, I think he gets overwhelmed, blown away sometimes in the defensive slot. Uh, that said, Rob, try anything right now. Give it a go for a few games, see if it works. But I'm not so sure that you can't get a third line center. There's lots of teams out of the playoff race. Um, already, um, <laughs> excuse me. The Oilers have a first-round draft pick to give up in a trade. That is a very, very choice asset in a trade. They have to decide whether they're going to spend that on a goalie or on the third-line center. I think that's what it's coming down to this year. And you can get a third. You can get a third-line center for a first-round draft pick at the trade. You know, sometime soon. Um, you can make that trade if that's where they're going to go. But they can only make one big trade, I think. Yep. And um, if, if that's what it comes down to, to get that third-line center, they've got to do it. And, I, and, I, and if Mike Smith if Mike Smith can come back and be the Mike Smith he was last year, that's definitely the direction they're going to be going in. But that's a big question mark at this point. You know, I put a stat out on Twitter, David, the other day. The order is 82-man. They played 83 games the last two seasons. So, you know, uh, 82 games, they'd won 51. They'd actually won 51 of 77 games over the two years before the five-game losing streak before the game against Toronto. And I yeah. mentioned that Mike Smith had only played 35 of those 82 games, and Edmonton had won 51 games. You win 50 games in an 82-game season, you're a good team in the National Hockey League. So the team has been a pretty decent team. And, uh, you know, and obviously they've hit the skids. They've gone through a tough time. 
I just, I just, the person brought up a valid point. He just said, stuff like it's easier to get wingers, rental wingers, than it is yeah. to get centers. The team may need to. I, I could foresee a scenario if you're looking to improve the hockey club, and I think the fans are tired of the future, the future, the future. They've got three number one picks in, in Broberg in 2019, Holloway in 2020, Borgo in 2021 that are percolating, David, that are percolating. And I'd say all bets are off with the other assets. So that includes a guy like Sam Arukov or Lavoie, uh, who hasn't done much this year down in the minors, and their first-round pick. And so I think they've probably got two trades that they can make. One's the first-round pick, and then the other one's a couple prospects. And I just wonder whether or not the solution to third-line center might be you just play Nugent Hopkins. He plays first-unit power play. He plays in the PK, but he's your 3C. And that's and and then yeah. and then you use the other assets to address other parts of the the team that you need to improve. What a bummer with Dylan Holloway. I mean, we might have had the solution to third line center right now. I mean, the way he was playing last year in college hockey, he was a he was probably the dominant center in in U.S. college hockey last year. Dominant two way center, fast, physical, could take face offs, can't take face offs, and then he gets this 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 hand injury. It's, it's wrist, and and I yeah. and I don't think you can count on him. Uh, coming back and playing center, coming off wrist surgery. I, I just, I mean, I, I look agree. at, I look at Pedersen, and he got off to a terrible start with Vancouver, and you know Holloway had full surgery and has been out longer. So, uh, and he's going to be making the jump to the National Hockey League, and he's not as good as prospect as, as Pedersen. So, uh, what are your thoughts on? Uh, do you think there's a lack of confidence with the goaltender right we- now? been you know it's it's a tough situation bob because we all knew that the big wild card heading into the year one of the big ones was mike smith's health 39 year old goalie played great last year but he's a 39 year old goalie they get injured and he's been he's played weak hockey when he's been injured the the previous seasons to to the last one so this this is this what comes about and the owners did remarkably well like kind of unbelievably well bob two weeks ago they had the highest winning percentage in the nhl yes they were the best team in the nhl two weeks ago riding miko koskinen and skinner so that worked out fabulously well and even being if, if you look at big picture thirty thousand feet 16 and 10 at this point or 60, is it 16 and 11 now? Um, this is a very good record for a team missing its number one goalie with Miko Koskinen and Skinner as, as filling in. Big picture, things have worked out very well. They're right in the middle of the playoff race. They've had some really good moments. They, they're just on a terrible skid right now because their goalie is getting outplayed every single night. This team, Bob, and I think you referred to Wood Guy's work, according to our work on grade A shots, in this losing streak... They have more grade-A shots than the opposition. They're, they're, they've been bitten hard by two things. They're getting like all kinds of amazing chances themselves, and they can't beat these other opposition goalies who are playing at the top of their games. Terrible puck luck and some hot goaltending we're running in, the Oilers are running into. And their own goalies are letting in too many grade-A shots. But the Oilers are still getting more grade-A shots per game. This isn't a team that has collapsed. This isn't a team that sucks. This is a team that has a goalie issue and has been running into some hot goalies. Those things can change. Mike Smith can come back. Maybe three weeks from now we're saying, wow, Mike Smith pulled this team out of it. We all remember what a difference it's made in the past when Mike Smith has come back. The team, he, he electrifies the entire team with his presence, his charisma, his puck moving, and his saves when he's at the top of his game. He could come back 
things could be completely different. We'll see. Um, that's that. It's a huge unknown right now. I but I don't think this team has significantly cratered. Okay, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot on another topic. We are joined on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline by political affairs columnist and cult of hockey writer at the Edmonton Journal, David Staples. You just said it. The Oilers have had more scoring chances during this losing streak than they've given up. Uh, obviously, special. Now, are, are those scoring chances factoring in uh, special teams or just 5v5? It's on special teams that they're, they're, they're scoring. They're, at 5-on-5, five five, they're doing okay. We're, we're looking at they're having about the same number of uh, grade-A chances during this losing streak um, as they're giving up on the on the penalty kill. And at the start of the year, they had a huge advantage in that area. So it's it's on the power play and the penalty kill that the problem's having it happening in terms of scoring chances but at even strength they're doing they're doing about the same as they ever did which is sawing it off all right we have a major issue right now that's taken hold in the league look no further than the calgary flames they got 27 people in their organization that are currently in COVID protocol uh brian lawton brought up a, a, an interesting perspective one that certain people do not want to hear and that is on the severity of the illness and whether maybe the standard needs to change i don't know if you can do that david in the back of my mind, I've thought the same thing. Like, uh, I, I can tell you that I've communicated with people in Alberta-based teams about what's going on with uh, their respective players and, and coaching-slash-management types, and uh, they keep telling me, Bob, it's asymptomatic. Guys aren't sick. Uh, and part of it, obviously, is because people are vaccinated. David, do we maybe need to – can you move the goalposts on this? What can you? I don't know if you can do that. What do you think? You're the guy that covered the pandemic for 18 months. What we found out, Bob, is the one thing. Listen, obviously, the vast majority of people are fed up with the lockdown. They're fed up with the restrictions. They're fed up with masks. They're fed up with all the rules. They do not feel personally threatened by COVID anymore. They're double vaccinated. 85% of Albertans are double vaccinated. The, the majority, I 12 think, the plus, majority... 12 plus 85%. Yeah. The, the majority of those people are ready to get back on with regular life. They don't, they're not fearing COVID. They're not fearing, they think if they get COVID, they're going to have a mild to moderate case and life will carry on. And they're starting to, they're starting to bend the rules. I mean, how many people do you see in public at, the, you know, nursing a pop in, or a coffee in public so they don't have to wear a mask? It's the, it's the kind of the COVID shuffle that's going on right now with most people. Bob, it's, but we have, we, what we face through this whole thing is a fragile healthcare system. And I'm using the word fragile purposely. We have 4.4 million people. If we get even, if we get 150, 200 people in ICU from COVID, it crashes the whole system. I mean, we've got to do better on that. We've, this is what we've got to figure out going forward. If we're going to have a big, like, public inquiry into COVID, that's what we've got to dig into. Why can't our health system be more dynamic in the face of a public health threat? You know, why, why do unvaccinated people filling up our ICUs with that number of people crash the whole system? It's still a fact of life, though. If we start to get a ton more cases... We can't open up because we can't cancel all these other surgeries for people who need them. This is a big problem for the government. 
it's a problem for all of us. That said, if we can find a way to keep opening up a little bit incrementally, if Omicron isn't that bad as, as it now looks, it might not be, maybe we can do that because most of us, COVID is no longer a, th- a major threat for. That's All the right. fact of the matter. And David, as you know, currently in the province of Alberta, there are 70 people in ICU. There's 33 in the Edmonton Health Zone, but the whole numbers, I'm, I'm perplexed by this. They say there's 1,198 active cases uh, in, in the Edmonton Health Zone, but in Edmonton proper, there's only 650. Edmonton proper is like 900,000 of the 1.2 million in the Edmonton Health Zone. What? You know what I mean? Like there, there's parts of Edmonton, David, that are over 94% 12 plus vaccinated. But I, I would guess off the top of my head, Edmonton's probably at 88 or 89% 12 plus vaccinated right now, which is like, you know, 5% higher than the provincial. I'd say that I tell the American guys this and they're like, you guys still have restrictions as a result of, like, like, seriously, like, seriously, like, they come up and, and I mean, I've been, I've been to, uh, you know, Arizona and Dallas. I've been to Arizona twice this year, Vegas. Everybody wore a mask in Vegas till about 11 o'clock at night. And then once people had a few pops, they were nursing more than just the pops. But you know what I'm saying here, David, right? Like, it's interesting times. Bob, they've got a lot of, they've got a lot more. My understanding is they have much higher ICU capacity in the United States in those, in those jurisdictions in Canada because of their, their health care system. So there's something about the public health care system that needs major addressing in terms of a crisis because the cost of lockdown in terms of mental, uh, physical, and economic health is staggering. And the people who constantly push for lockdown and are in favor of that, they blithely forget that. They never mention it. That just the cost on all of us of having this lockdown, it's, it, we have had enough of it. So we're all desperate to move on, but we're, we're, we're trapped because of our ICU situation. Good stuff, David. Appreciate the perspective. How do people follow you on Twitter? Um, at D Staples. There you go. It's that simple. It is 123 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. When we come back in Oilers Now, we'll get to the Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. All right, this next text comes from Penticton uh, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, David's appearance has brought a lot of texts uh, this way. But uh, anyhow, uh, and I apologize, is it Mike from Penticton? Is that the handle? It's uh, scrolled so far down. Bob, I like the idea of Nugent Hopkins on the third line. This is the time when real coaching takes place. It's not a time to work on skills, but it's a time to work on things that get in the players' heads to get them to relax and play their game and hopefully score goals. I can't believe a fan would throw his jersey on the ice last night. If the Oilers had been badly outplayed in the last four or five games, then maybe could have a reason. The Oilers have played their hearts out at times without being rewarded. Now's the time for the true fans to get behind the team a fan from the WHA days until present, now residing in Penticton. All the best. There we go. Um, you can get texts at 780 496 um, um, Again, you can text us. Keep texting us. Uh, the, the moment, Brendan, we bring up, we're bringing up the COVID situation because it is a situation for the league. And the severity of the illness is interesting, and it is something that we're going to continue to monitor. It's the lead story 
with the news in terms of what's going on. I mean, the prime minister changing, uh, you know, sort of the travel regulations that are going to occur. And it's got an impact in hockey, and it might have a bigger impact here in hockey in the uh, very near future. So we'll have to wait and see on that front. And I get it. Some of you are just sick of it, don't want to hear about it. Some of you are like, there's no damn way you're ever jabbing me. Others of you are angry at the people that haven't gotten jabbed. And most of all, people are just angry, period. That's that's just where we're at right now. We've been dealing with this and getting knocked out of kilter for the last 21 months or so. Into the Oilers Now Injury Report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. They're the best. That's all there is to it. If you have a, a car accident or something like that, James H. Brown, they've, they've got unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Brennan Escott, what do you got? Well, Ryan McLeod and head coach Dave Tippett are in COVID protocol right now. Zach Hyman day-to-day with an upper body injury. Mike Smith might be an option later this week, tomorrow or Saturday perhaps. Slater Cuckoo is practicing. He's working back from a lower body injury. And Chris Russell out a couple more weeks with his upper body ailment. Columbus will be without Adam Boakvist and uh, Patrick Laine tomorrow when they visit Rogers Place. Boakvist uh, day-to-day with an upper body problem. Laine on the injured list with an oblique strain. All right. Uh, this text comes in. This is not a good team. I'm sorry. I thought it was until I noticed that we have no scrums. Scrums happen because you either you're getting another team's face or you're sticking up for your teammates. Neither is going on here. Yanni Gord is constantly scrumming. It's bigger than people think. Uh Uh, the Toronto fan base sounded like it was in Toronto last night. That's okay for the Coyotes, but in Edmonton it was just demoralizing. Happens. I've been in Toronto when it's been quiet, and the orders have lit up the Leafs a couple times. There was a 5-1 game where Edmonton uh, Hall and uh, Horkoff combined for a couple of beauties, and, and, and then back in January of 2020 when McDavid roared in there and walked uh, – you know, their best defenseman, Morgan Riley, and scored maybe the goal of the year. So it works both ways. Those sort of things happen. Keep the text coming. You can text us on the Ashley Pine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. You already know that cars cost less in Wetaskiwin, but did you know that Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin are 10 times present award winners for customer satisfaction? What does it mean? It means treating people fairly, fully transparent negotiations, and making sure advertised prices include all accessories, fees, and taxes, with the exception of GST. If uh, those attributes are important to you, call our friends Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny. The gang at Brent Ridge, they've even got a couple Calgary Flames fans. We won't hold that against them, uh, except for the guy that stuck the sticker on the inside of my gas cap. I was not pleased by that. Uh, you can text us at one eight seven seven four seven seven thirty six seventy three. That's uh, Give them a call at, Ash, at, uh, at uh, Brent Ridge Ford, one eight seven seven four seven seven thirty six seventy three, or visit BrentRidge.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson back with John. Shannon, our NHL insider in Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.